0: This is Just In Time. We may like beer. We may have been drinking beer. We may be drinking beer. Okay. We are drinking beer. And truth be told, they make the voice guy drink beer too. Those bastards. You're listening to Just In Time. It's funny. Covering current events. Beer reviews. Ah, up here movie reviews and anything else that's going on in this crazy world so grab yourself a coal pop and let's rock it this is justin time with justin and carter
1: that is right welcome to the justin time show this is justin and this is not gonna be carter because he is out for his like 16th or 17th case of covid i don't even know i've lost track think the man's a walking wuhan lab at this point i'm just joking carter's had his wisdom teeth pulled out this week and the little baby can't talk on a microphone uh but carter we'll see you next week uh enjoy your uh week off uh but given a solo show we got a still a great show for you today uh we'll be reviewing channing tatum's the dog the horror creature flick the curse oscar nominated nightmare alley and for the love of god this movie is so bad the neck exclusive Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We also have our beer review and a couple weird little things in the news this week. So let's get right down to it. I do want to give Carter some credit this week before he decided not to do the podcast this week because of his illness. He did send in the word of the week. It was his week, so he sent this in, and I think he did this on purpose because I really don't want to read this one. But those of you familiar with our show, we have a segment called Word of the Week where we take Google's Word of the Week and we give you the Urban Dictionary version of it. So Carter's Word of the Week from Google is gawky, which means nervously awkward and ungangly. Now, when we look it up in Urban Dictionary, thank you, Carter, the Urban Dictionary definition is when a girl sucks your dick too good and it feels good and twists with both hands and she maybe uses a grapefruit slice while fucking you off. Ah, <sighs> I am not going to do an example of the word. Thank you for your definition, Carter. Much obliged, much appreciated. All right, so let's get right into the beer review this week the beer i will be reviewing again those of you that have seen my solo shows or last week's shows i try and find a beer that's in relation to the movie i will be reviewing this week the one i will be reviewing is in regards to the new dog movie that i will be reviewing this beer is called man's best friend it sits at five percent the color is kind of a reddish brown it's a little amber Um, the one thing that stood out while I was pouring this beer is that it is, it seems a little heavily carbonated. The head of the beer seemed a little hard to control. The smell of it is a nice weedy, uh, smell. Now the taste, the taste actually took me by surprise given the Amber. I was expecting kind of almost like a red hook feel to it. It has a nice, but not too hoppy flow to it with a mild aftertaste. Um, you can definitely taste kind of a weediness to it. Um, so this one actually took me by surprise on this one. So it's, so it is man's best friend brewed by Picaroons, uh, brewery. So it is a, considered a traditional ale, but I would consider it more of a, on the Indian pale ale side. And if I were just to do a blind taste test, then I could be completely way off, but nice beer. Um, I'd definitely be looking at it again. I'd give it about a 3.5 out of four beers. I was actually taken by surprise on this one. I absolutely loved it. So not too shabby. And Carter is not here to do his beer pick of the week. And here's the benefit of me doing the solo show is Carter never listens to the show after they've been recording. He never does. What I'm going to do, pick a beer for Carter. And I was researching this today when I was looking at weird, crazy news. Now, those of you that have been following the show know Carter goes into my beer fridge quite a bit. And I came across this one, which is a dog beer yep they actually make a dog beer and those of you that are uh, gonna judge i just want to say that they're in no shape or form have alcohol in it this is a dog brew by bush okay and this is what the website describes bush dog brew is an all-natural product that contains only fresh ingredients made with vegetables herbs spices water And here's the key ingredient, a pork broth, to provide your best buddy with a nutritious and tasty snack that helps promote a healthy digestive system. The can is super misleading. It says dog brew on it, and it does say by bush. So I have taken the opportunity and ordered some of this dog brew, and I will be loading my beer fridge into it. And next time Carter is over for a show, I will be having him taste this new quote-unquote IPA that he will be reviewing on the show. Look forward to that. Hopefully he doesn't uh, listen to the episode. He never does. So this should be an absolute treat for all of us. Those of you that want to have a beer with your best bud or Carter, make sure you stock up on Dog Brew by Bush. They are not a sponsor. I just thought this was very interesting. And the last thing we'll talk about in the news, because we are not a political show, but President Biden gave a State of a Union and you, win it went it as expected. I mean, those of you um, who actually watched it, nothing really new compared to most State of the Unions. I won't give my spin on anything. But the one thing I will find odd that made this into weird news is the last thing President Biden said uh, in his State of the Union uh, just caught me off guard. And it, it seems like it's something a president should never say, especially in the middle of an international Situation is he finishes addressing the American people as "Go get them." Now, obviously, it's probably innocent enough, but it's strange enough to just mention on why, why the wording is that way. On it, it just seems like it's part of a presidential list in the middle of a, a crisis of things not to say. It's it's like a hostage negotiator saying. Uh, go ahead, jump, or go ahead, do it. It's just it just seems totally out there for even for Biden to say it. So, uh, but that he will get our highlight for the strange, weird news of this week is, and I guarantee you, the State of the Union just ended while I was recording this, and I guarantee you, this will be the biggest meme in the next week. Of, and the most commented thing on social media is the go get them quote from President Joe Biden. All right, that sums up our beer weird news and all that jazz word of the day. Let's get into some movie reviews. get back in the game, prove it. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. They want his dog at the funeral. You do this, and you're back in the game. She won't work with anyone. One minute she's good, the next minute she's sending three guys to the ER. What's up, dog? And you're gonna go on a little road trip. Easy. Why are you so scared of Smell it out big time.
0: What is your deal, man? Maybe just take the crazy down one notch. Hey, no, 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 no! No! You're just a demon. You're just a demon! Whatever happened to you, dog? She used to be a lemon. Hey, 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 go! Go, go, go! Hey, dog! You're so good. How'd you make her get out of your hand? I just talked to her. See, she's just
1: a noodle. She just needs so good.
0: You don't do anything else psychotic on this trip? Maybe we can have some fun. Is that a deal? Shake?
1: <laughs> Lulu, is that you? <laughs> Good girl. You give hugs now, really? A Lulu gets the best hug. You never had a Lulu hug?
0: Nah, we don't. We don't. We don't exactly hug. So you tell me that Nuke was just as messed up as Lulu. I
1: had to work him every day for six months. When he stopped struggling, that's when I realized maybe I could stop struggling too. It's
0: okay. It's just laughing, right? Oh, oh, look at that! She's never slept in a nice bed before. Ain't no shame in wanting a big comfy mattress.
1: I was hoping you might have a room for me and my little girl. Is that a purple heart? Was she wounded? Uh, yes, she she was. Thank you for your service. You've never seen this dog exhibit any aggressive behavior before? Never. She loves people. Oh my god, I can, I can see.
0: You're definitely not the girl I thought I'd be in the tub with, but I'll take what I can get at this point, I
1: guess. That was Channing Tatum's Dog. Here's a movie I sat with my daughter during numerous family movie trailers. My daughter would be tugging at my sleeve, usually hinting at a preview that it's going to be a thumbs up. We need to go see that. Fast forward a few months and the time has come to preview Dog. This movie that was advertised as kind of a funny, cute, and what, what I would assume would be another troubled human, troubled dog type of formula that usually you see in uh, dog movies like this, not at all. Man, I was wrong on this one. After screening the movie, I walked out of the theater, I turned and looked at the movie poster, and I just sat there and glared at it. The movie stars Channing Tatum as Jackson Briggs, a former army ranger that has suffered brain damage. It makes him unfit for future duty unless he gets the clear from medical professional. And, and his previous commanding officer. All looks bleak for Briggs on returning until a previous former service member dies. Briggs receives a phone call from his previous commander for a favor. He is asked to bring the dog of the passed away service member to his funeral, 1,500 miles from Oregon to L.A. without incident. The movie, I'm sure, had great intentions, but... Boy, this this movie hits way off the mark, and I am absolutely still utterly confused on what it wants to be. This movie has two directors at the helm, and you can tell not only two directors, but two new directors, and I'll get into that in a minute. This movie can't decide what it wants to be. With the preview advertising it as what I took a comedy with a lot of like maybe cute situations, funny situations, this movie is a complete false advertisement to its audience this movie isn't a family film nor a comedy that previews made it look to be. With the PG-13 rating, I assumed it wasn't necessarily a family film, but we would see a lot of funny situations, so I would assume it would be a comedy. I was wrong in that aspect too. This movie could have been something in the right direction, but it is a sloppy mess. This movie can't decide what it wants to be. If it's a comedy, it's not very funny. If it's a drama, it's not successful at all. It's like hearing a bad joke that's so weird and awkward at the, at the dinner table you can't get yourself to laugh at, but you just sit there silently with an awkward chuckle. If this film is aiming at a serious film about mental disabilities, there is plenty of opportunity to discover more about Briggs and give him room to grow as a character and get to know him. This never happens either. So we are left with a movie that is just a generic piece of crap that doesn't know their audience or what audience they're trying to target. The movie chemistry between the German shepherd Lulu and Briggs never develops. So by the end of the movie, you're left with who cares. So what is left to expect from this movie? They keep the audience tugging along after some dull situations one after another that could have taken, and the writers could have taken some research notes after watching pet videos on YouTube. I'd rather do that for another two and a half hours. At least that keeps my attention. The only situation that is memorable and I And I stress this, I can't stress this enough. It's Not for good reason, but you will see it in the preview. It involves Briggs and Lulu pretending to be blind to get a free room at a hotel in which Lulu gets loose and runs across the hotel lobby for a reason I won't spoil. I can see where the writers would see this to be funny on paper but I still don't know if it's funny is what they're actually aiming for. By the end of the scene, again, the movie lets us down into something that I think was intended to be funny, but ends up as a complete Debbie Downer. This movie is a directorial debut of Reed Carlin and Channing Tatum. Reed Carlin and Channing Tatum have had multiple partnerships in their career together, but mostly Tatum acting and Carlin as producers. I was disappointed with their experience on working with so many projects together that they would have come together with an idea of what direction this movie should be in, I've always been a fan of Tatum's comedy Timing. This was also written by Carlin. He clearly must have had a vision of what he wanted to do with this movie. And I can see the see for the first-time directors, these two are in over their head. They would have been better off making a drama about this pair and educate the audience and treat the audience like they have some sort of intelligence. Instead, they allow a preview that makes it seem like a funny dog family film uh, isk. But this is not... Beethoven. This movie insults the audience by trying to convince us that it's something that it's not and it is an absolute insult to sit through this movie. Dog is a pointless movie with the writers and directors that need more training and the studio should have put this bad dog of a movie up for adoption. I give Dog one and a half stars.
0: We've all dreamt of Silver there's cursed this land. Judas asked. What are you willing to give me
1: if I deliver him over to you? We will all pay for the sins made by our elders.
0: A manor house they've sent for me regarding their son who's gone missing <laughs> and it may be connected to what you've been looking for did the girl see what attacked them? Here. <laughs> the land is incursed.
1: Right, that was the curse. New kid on the directoral block, Sean Ellis presents a new creature feature in the highest class of creature features, starring Boyd Holbrook as John McBride, Kelly Riley as Isabel Laurent, Alistair Petrie as Famous Laurent. The movie is set in 19th century France, where the family claims land for their own and builds a town. A force is haunting the villagers' dreams, and possible mysterious beasts threatens the town. It's up to John McBride to uncover the truth for himself and the beast to put it all to an end and free the town of. Of the threat. The curse is a very slow burn of a horror movie, but not in a bad way. There is a lot here to keep the audience guessing, entertained, and just visually pleased. The movie relies on atmospheric fantasy with great sound editing, and I will get into the sound editing here in, very shortly. But the sound editing is there to support not only the scenes, but the actors. The feel of the atmosphere of the movie keeps the audience interested and engaged. The music editing mixed with the atmosphere keeps us involved, like sitting around a campfire telling a ghost story the direction of this movie is absolutely brilliant i have to say to keep an eye on sean ellis i predict some great projects for him in the coming years what ellis does with this movie is take time to ensure we get a true proper ghost story ellis uses his settings very well He uses the dialogue as the focus and does not rush it. He makes the atmosphere, the star, along with the music and sound as the co-stars. The biggest thing that stood out to me during the entire runtime is the combination of all the elements in one. Ellis is brilliant when it comes to using sound and music in the setting to take full advantage of the emotional suspenseful impact. But he uses it as a good tool to advance the character's emotions not just basic jump out, play a loud sound to give you a nice jump scare. And it makes you want to pay attention more to the characters. It is a great support tool that Ellis uses to combine with the atmosphere and the growth of the characters. If you're looking for a movie poster and hoping for a jump scare, gory hack and slash movie, this movie is not going to be your cup of tea. I'm not saying you're not going to like it, but it's a horror movie that Gets into your senses to elevate your experience and sensory experience. After about an hour into it, it reminded me of an older movie from the 90s uh, Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas movie, The Ghost in the Darkness, which, in my opinion, is a completely underrated movie by fellow movie critics. When it came out, it wasn't a huge success um, by critics or box office. That movie had used its environment and sound to help elevate the experience. It had some very interesting characters, and it involved a stranger with a backstory to do what it takes to solve an interpret. This movie most likely won't do well in the box office, unfortunately, but I encourage you to support it very early into the year, but this should be nominated for Best Sound Editing coming into the Osc- Oscars 2022 run. It is rare that use of sound is so brilliantly used to support both the characters and the environment so well. The movie isn't without flaw. I would have loved to know more of the backstory of the monster in more detail. It leaves a little too much on the table out of curiosity, which I can appreciate, but I didn't feel satisfied. I understand that curiosity adds to the fear of the unknown, but that's not the case in this monster. They introduce in this movie. They add a lot lot of cool things to this creature and I would have loved to see how much they added out of originality to this creature. I would have loved to see a little bit more. I understand the self discovery of the hero but I wanted to know more about him too. The two keys that separate this movie is a trio of atmosphere, dialogue, and the use of audio. It is cleverly used in this movie not for loud booms, for jump scares, but to escalate the entire environment and the emotional suspense of the characters. This movie takes its time to introduce the creature. It lets us simmer on the myth for a while to build a good ghost story with his characters first. By the time the creature appears, the filmmakers are very clever to what they allow us to see to build curiosity. It lets our imagination take off. It lets us make our assumptions for ourselves. This movie is meant to be seen in an environment of silence, concentration, and a good audio system and your full attention. The Curse is a great escape into an old fashioned ghost story with bite that stands on its own with some clever filmmaking that doesn't treat the audience like it's brain dead and a bunch of idiots. The Curse, I'm giving three solid stars. Go see it, highly recommended. It's gonna be my movie pick of the week.
0: Step right up in the hole, one of the unexplained mysteries of the universe. Is he man or beast? This creature has been examined by the foremost scientists and pronounced unequivocally a man. I am prepared to offer you folks one last chance to witness this supreme oddity. Where did it come from? They got by the same lust and threat that got us all walking on this earth, but gone wrong somehow in maternal womb. fit for living. Because tonight, you will see him feed. Come on in and find out. Is he man or beast?
1: Nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, and Best Costume Design in which it does deserve to be in the running, in my opinion, for two out of the four nominations. Nightmare Alley is a remake of the 1947 classic of the same name, directed by Edmund Golding. If you don't know his work, I encourage you to look it up. This is a great director who has done some very risque, very brilliant, very edgy kind of stuff back in the day. To remake this classic film, it would take a brilliant director to fill Mr. Golding's shoes. The director that was picked for this movie is Del Toro. He takes the reins to take on the challenge. And what a brilliant pick this is. I was very excited to hear that they picked Del Toro to direct this because at the very least, you know you're going to get a visual spectacle um, that only can come from Del Toro's vision. Not only does he direct, but he also teams up with writers Kim Morgan and William Lindsay Gresham, who do not have the extensive resume that Del Toro does. But I'm not to say they're not talented, but there is a reason this movie isn't nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. It also shows some of the biggest disappointments from the film. Del Toro, you may know from such films as The Amazing Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 1 and 2, and one of my personal favorites, 1997's Mimic. This is a director to breathe fresh life into the 74-year-old film. When you think of Del Toro, you know it's at least going to look amazing and have incredible visuals to support the characters. The movie stars Bradley Cooper as Stanton, Kate Blanchett as Dr. Lilith Ritter, Tony Collette as Zena the Seer, William Defoe as Clem Hotley, and Richard Jenkin as Ezra Grindle. This movie has an incredible cast, a visionary director. This movie, from the get go, has Oscar written all over it. The movie stars Bradley Cooper as Stanton, a man who burns down his previous life and discovers a carnival on his travels. Where he meets a cast of Carneys led by Clem Hotley, played by William Dafoe, who offers him a job. Stanton Seuss builds rapport with his fellow Carneys, including the fabulous Tony Collette who plays Xena the Seer. Stanton starts to practice his skills with manipulation of spoken words and with his new found talent, teams up with a female psychiatrist who can manipulate just as good as he can. Other added credits in the film include my personal favorite, Richard Jenkins as Ezra Grindle, Ron Perlman as Bruno, Mary Steinberg as Mrs. Kimball, and David Strathern as Pete. The movie's first half is very interesting and gains my attention to the wonder of where the characters will go and grow. And how they will interact with each other. The chemistry between all the characters is at top form in the first half of the movie which would expect from the talent that we see signed up for this movie. The first half of the movie got my hopes up of where the movie would go and the new things we would see in the contradiction from the original. The movie does keep its beauty throughout the entire runtime. A del Toro movie has never disappointed when it comes to visuals and he doesn't let us down in this movie either. Where the movie does let you down is in the script. The script does not give this talented cast anything challenging to work with. The dialogue is very dull. And you can almost tell that the cast is struggling to find their motivation when they speak their lines. The only standout performances in this film that got my attention and is memorable to me, Jenkins and Kate Blanchett, who pique our curiosities in the second half of the film. The third act, leading to the climax, is where the balance of the film starts to fall apart. If it wasn't for Robert Jenkins and Kate Blanchett's performance, the movie would have been lost in the second half. I wish I could give this a review of only the first half of the movie, because that's what stood out to me in this film. I was more interested in the journey of Bradley Cooper in the first half than where he ended up in the second half. I didn't care at all where he would go. It just kind of generically ran through the the formula. First half of the movie was fantastic. Second half, it starts to lose its steam. The set's The feel, the visuals Del Toro uses to help complement the story and actors is beautiful. The second half of the movie isn't as solid as the first half. The movie succeeds in a beautiful film to look at, but just like watching fireworks after about an hour, you are ready to look at something else. The film rightfully deserves to be nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, but Best Picture, it does not. I will give Nightmare Alley two and a half stars. Next movie we'll be reviewing, and I am not going to waste your time on playing a trailer because I'll probably get some uh, hate emails on this one. But we will be reviewing the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I almost left this one off the show, but I figured it would be my due diligence to warn everybody about this one. New to Netflix is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The movie, if this doesn't give you a hint on how great this movie is going to be, the movie runs an hour and 20 minutes. Usually a hack and slash movie, you can probably push about an hour and 30 minutes, hour and 40 minutes, 45 minutes. They couldn't even fill another 10 to 15 minutes for more dead bodies. It's like Netflix just kind of says, okay guys, we're done playing. Cut. This made me feel like I was taking my dog outside to go to the bathroom in the freezing winter in my bathrobe and he decides he wants to spend extra time sniffing everything and finding a place to do his business while I'm freezing my ass off. This is the longest hour and 20 minutes of my life. This movie would not end. The mere minutes seemed like an eternity and the movie just dragged on. The plot, like it, really matters. Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of young friends who travel to his remote hometown in Texas and end up making Leatherface homeless. Now, everybody must pay the price. The movie has a cast that have done some pretty good things, whether it's TV or film, which is why I'm absolutely puzzles me why they would agree with this trash of a film. My only uh, prediction is that, again, I don't know, but I'm going to predict that this is another infamous Netflix Do these certain amount of movies, you don't really have a choice in it. That's my only thought on it is that they followed the Happy Madison contract deal. The editing and camera work is that of a middle school film project, and the killie scenes are not even interesting enough to look at. There's a scene involving a school bus during the end of the third act that has potential to be a good, memorable moment of the film of just giving us something hack and slash new that would look pretty cool on the screen, but they can't even do that right. It fails. The mask... The costume of Leatherface even looks like a costume designers didn't even put in an effort. Looked like all they did was grab a used Donald Trump mask, set it on fire for 30 seconds, and slapped it on the actor. There's no effort put into this movie. This movie will define laziness and horror filmmaking for times to come. All right, I've wasted enough time on watching this film, reviewing this film, and now I'm done with it. I do not want to reward bad behavior by making it sound so bad that you have to watch it at all costs, avoid it. Given that it's free on Netflix, I still feel the need I need to request a refund from Netflix for my time. This movie is beyond bad. Give it one star and that's me being generous because it was free. Avoid this at all costs. It is now time for after credits trailer sneak preview. And I got a couple emails from uh, you folks last week saying I totally missed the Rescue Ranger uh, thoughts. So I'll cover that first. I totally apologize for missing that. So we'll cover it now. So yes, they are doing a live Rescue Rangers and the trailer did come out. It will be exclusively on Disney Plus. This one looks totally bonkers. This one I had to watch probably about three or four times. So, and it does have a powerhouse of a cast with Seth Rogen, Will Arnett, J.K. Simmons, Andy Sandberg as the voice of Dale. You have Eric Bana as the voice of Monterey Jack, and you also have Keenan Michael Key, and, not leaving out, John Mulaney as the voice of Chip. When they first announced they were doing a Rescue Rangers uh, movie, I was assuming they were just putting big names into the voices, and then they'd adjust it just so they can have their names on the credits. No, they're actually using the real voices of the actors, which totally throws me for a loop, and I don't know how I feel about it yet, and I think reading some of the comments from you, I think we're all in the same boat. But Here's what I will say with it is I do have high hopes for this one because the writers, Dan Greger, Doug Mann, uh, Tad Stones, they have an SNL, uh, How I Met Your Mother, they have a huge resume of comedy and the director, Akiva Schaefer, who's an SNL director as well. So this one has a lot of talent backing it. The only thing that can ruin this movie is uh, the actors, the writers not being passionate with the source material for the fans. But any movie that has uh, the returning uh, cartoon characters, Rescue Rangers, Roger Rabbit, Scrooge McDuck, all these nostalgic things that are being placed in this movie, you know it's going to be a good time. I'm going to totally give this movie a uh, a chance. The only thing that makes me nervous is Disney Plus is not releasing it, or I'm sorry, Disney is not releasing it into theatrical, that it's just going to be free on Disney+, Plus, which is kind of the trend nowadays, but it makes me question if they actually have faith in this movie. But I'm going to check it out. It's going to be released here in the next couple of months, so hopefully check that one out. I'm actually stoked for it, so take a look, and be sure to check out when the movie does release. We'll do an exclusive review of the film. The next trailer we will be talking about is going to be Elvis. It's been years and years and years, and nobody has attempted Uh, biopic movie on Elvis. This one is going to star Tom Hanks as uh, Colonel Tom Parker, Austin Butler as Elvis Presley. The trailer does seem to go on forever. Uh, The director, Baz Larman, who also did Moulin Rouge, and he has a huge resume of very visual-pleasing pieces. Um, This one should look no different based on what the trailer has. I think uh, Butler actually does a very good, based on the trailer, a very good Elvis Presley. The only thing that bugs me is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is an incredible, I'm a huge fan of Tom Hanks, but the makeup in the trailer, I hope they touch up because it is very hard to digest and it's very hard to watch Tom Hanks in this bodysuit caked on um, silicone makeup. So hopefully they do some adjustments before the movie comes out. Um, but definitely I'm going to be taking a look at this one. Um, I think Butler is very promising as Elvis, and I think this one will be a huge hit. That is my prediction for Elvis. Finally, Jordan Peele's new movie. It's called Nope. Now this one, they don't give us a lot, but... Uh nope. from the IMDb description. It says the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. As in the pre- previews, you see characters looking towards the sky, which you would almost seem like it's an alien invasion. Um, the movie poster shows a bunch of dark clouds with a lit-, lit up city below the cloud. So this could mean a couple of different things. So but given that I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peele's movies, he hasn't let down the last Uh, movie kind of was a mixed review, but you know what? This one I'm excited for. The trailer itself is setting up some good tension, so this one I am excited for. So we have three trailers are going to be, in my opinion, big hits, and I'm going to be excited for. So I hope everybody checks it out and you make a comment on my Instagram, Twitter, and tell me your thoughts on the trailers this week. All right. Speaking of uh, other things I love, we are now going to talk about my podcast pick of the week decaying with the boys now this podcast is absolutely amazing they talk from topics from uh, beer sports uh you know what join adam and matt in the jujitorium and drink beer they know shit they love talking about all these different topics you know what if there was anybody that i were to have a beer with it'd be these guys here their show is super entertaining other than this show There's nothing out there that you can crack open a beer with and just take a listen to. So join Matt and Adam. Their show is absolutely incredible. Decaying with the boys. Take a listen.
0: Welcome back to the Judgitorium. It's Decaying with the boys.
1: That's right. It's Matt. It's Adam. Two comedic co-hosts that talk about what they love. Beers, combat sports, pop culture, horror movies, and whatever else we want. So subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to catch new episodes dropping every Sunday morning. Don't forget to check out Matt and Adam on Decane with the Boys. Their podcast is absolutely super entertaining. It's full of useless shit that you probably don't need to know, but it's super fun to hear these guys just bash it out. Check them out on Decane with the boys. Speaking of, we come to the end of the show. Don't forget to follow us on J Time Podcast on Twitter and Justin Time Show on instagram and don't forget to check out the new spinoff series the movie wire with me myself and i justin henson you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts oscar season's coming up so look forward to that and other than that carter suck my balls
0: you've been listening to just in time with justin and carter if it's current events beer reviews movie reviews or anything else We're talking about it. We hope you enjoyed the show. God knows we did. Of course, everything's better when you're hammered. I'm not saying they were drunk during the show, but, you know... They were drunk. Okay. We got to go, but we'll be back soon. In the meantime, fire us an email at podcast.justintime at gmail.com. Let us know if you have a beer you want us to cover. Give us some feedback for questions or why you'd be a good guest on the show. Follow us at Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Till next time. Bye bye bye